0: The TNT shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at
1: TNTradio.live. Lembit Opic on today's news talk radio TNT. Good morning, Planet Earth. Lemidopic here all the way through for the next three hours. If you happen to be in the United Kingdom, it's 10 a.m. just after. That's Greenwich Mean Time, UTC if you don't like the Empire. And it's sometime in the evening if you're in Australia. If you're in America, thank you for staying up at this time of night. You're all welcome to get involved in the chat. Go to tntradio.live. That's tntradio.live have your say there. I get through the chat as much as I can. Takes 30 seconds uh, to sign up there. Often there are different conversations going there. They are all welcome here on TNT. Whatever's on your mind, get it off your chest live on air here at the home of free speech. Today's news talk uh, i'll be talking briefly uh in a few minutes time to noel wilcox he has a shocking revelation of injustice here in the united kingdom you won't believe what he has to tell us uh, about the way that the system the legal system the justice system ironic ironically named is biased against well, largely men, but some women too. You'll understand that when we talk about the familiar and tragic story of relationship breakup and what can happen after that. We'll also be shifting across another gear to something that TNT will be covering in detail this coming re- week from the centre of London. That is Julian Assange's uh, performance in a court where he continues to defend his innocence uh, as a whistleblower. It's interesting, isn't it? How uncomfortable the West is uh, when it's exposed for 'er ne'er-do-well-doing. They, rather than confessing to their problems, instead attempt to get confessions from those who have exposed them. That's one of the great discomforts of the Western system. Do unto others, not as you would do unto them. Uh, Julian Assange is for many a hero, and TNT will be covering on Tuesday and Wednesday this week uh, the story of what's going on in the high courts. The royal courts of justice let's see how just they are uh, those are going to be fascinating uh, guests and a fascinating dialogue and then we have somebody who we joined at the last minute he's going to come on at about midday uh, that's greenwich Mean meantime again utc to talk about the cancellation of an event i myself was going to talk at this afternoon why was it cancelled in the home of free speech the united kingdom What heinous crime did people fear would be committed at his event? Well, we'll find out from him. Uh, He is uh, a fascinating individual. Uh, He's also a political activist in one of the major political parties in the United Kingdom. But why is it that just really hours before the event, some people, From the woke side, I'll give you that clue, have managed to have his event shut down. So if you like, the common theme today is freedom of speech and uh, justice. Uh, Those are the things we're going to be discussing. Uh, Before we go to our first guest, Noel Wilcox, I want to touch on something I'll cover in more detail at the beginning of the second hour. Uh, You may have seen a very widely reported death, uh, some say it's murder, uh, in Russia of a key opposition uh, person. The West has gone wild. Uh, Many say that this is absolute prima facie evidence of the dictatorial situation in Russia. Well, I would simply suggest uh, the the question as follows. Why is it that when non-Western countries uh, are involved in what you might say deaths in slightly suspicious circumstances, but when the West does it themselves, then it's all a fight for freedom. Did you know that, according to uh, some sources, there were over 600 assassination attempts against Fidel Castro, the former head of Cuba and uh, the lead revolutionary, when Cuba became independent in its own right. Over 600 assassination attempts. There's no denying that many of those were from the United States itself. So a question I ask you, and I'll explore this in a little bit more detail at the beginning of the second uh, hour, is this, by what authority does the West preach to others about how they treat dissidents and those who they regard as enemies of the state? I'm not gonna make a judgment about what actually happened in Russia. Uh, I don't have the internal information, whatever my personal views, I'll keep them uh, as personal views. My bigger point is this, Those who throw stones better be careful about their own sanctimonious uh, rightness to do so. I would suggest that there's an ongoing stream in terms of how we judge our our, sanctimony, to use that phrase again, uh, which tends to bias where we sit. Now, that's not unusual. We all do that, we all look at how we live our lives. If we ignore somebody, perhaps we think that uh, they're just not worth it. If we've been great friends with them and we suddenly just don't bother being in touch with them, maybe we simply think that they've lost status in our lives. But I don't think that's very principled. I don't think it's fair. And I, I think when it comes for one state doing it to another, it actually reeks of hypocrisy. I try to be constant with my friends, even if I'm disturbed or concerned about what they've done. I try to be consistent in what I say about my political opponents. But what I try more than anything to do is not be a hypocrite. So it could be that what we're seeing is a vast outpouring of hypocrisy from states which might not be doing any better themselves. Certainly, if Fidel Castro was alive today, he might have something to say about the bleating of the West about uh, regard to the antics of the east i'll leave you to make those judgments for yourself as well uh, i wonder what you might want to say about that uh do get in touch go to tnt Uh, you can also find the phone numbers to get in touch there as well perhaps you've had experience of betrayal or hypocrisy and i do think that what we experience as individuals can be writ large on the world stage too. at the end of the day in both cases It's human nature that guides our spirit and our actions. And it is human nature that we should manage if we do care about other people, if we care about other nations, and if we forgive individuals and countries for frailties that we ourselves display, then maybe we should be a little bit more cautious before we point the finger of blame or blank others. It's a form of sanction to stop communicating. And it's a form of sanction to start trying to undermine the economic well-being of a nation or the political status of individuals, or indeed the creeds that they represent. Maybe we should stay away from those kinds of things. And while we may not like what we see abroad, as long as we are capable of making the same kind of mistakes, then perhaps we should be a little bit more cautious. It is rare to find somebody who is perfect in word and deed, such people should set up their own church. As for the rest, I would suggest that what we should do is live a little bit more humbly, treat others more gently, and recognise that states make mistakes and act in a cynical way around the world. And those that do should not judge others doing the same let me know what you think about that tntradio.live is space to go Uh, all of that is something we'll talk about in more detail in the second and to an extent the third hours of the Lempidopic show today but coming up next uh, we're going to speak to uh, Noel Wilcox but not before we've had a very quick chat uh, with a Civ in Australia all of that with me on the Lampedopic show right here on tnt getting straight to the facts enough with the lies we need facts this is today's news talk radio tnt just before we go to nol i believe we've got Siv on the line Siv, uh good evening to you how are you doing
2: well i'm 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 a happy little man because i'm here with you before the football starts and i'm here with you before everything just kicks off so i'm just I'm, I'm just. I always get excited when the weekends come around because it's 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 the time for escapism, and uh, and you know doing all of that stuff. And I, I think we should do a bit of that every now and then. But I do have a question for you. What do you make of the by-election results over there in the UK? That's uh, that the media have made a huge thing of, uh, with the Labour Party winning those two seats. I forget the names of those seats, but they they won them. What do you make of all that?
1: the names for what it's worth are Wellingborough Please. and uh, Kingswood uh, places That's which right. most people in Britain haven't heard of <laughs> let alone anybody abroad uh, yes. my personal yes. view is my personal view is that they were both predictable uh, outcomes and they were disastrous outcomes i'm going to be covering this a bit more in detail tomorrow but let me tell you my brief uh, summary of it The Conservatives, who are the party of government in the United Kingdom at the moment, are heading for a fall. They're desperately unpopular. Uh, They're languishing in the 20s in terms of the polls, while their main opponent, the Labour Party, are up in the 40s. So a lot of people, including in the Conservative Party, thought that they would lose those two seats. Nevertheless, it's a pretty good uh, measurement in the polls of the fact that... Yeah? Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you all right. Uh, Oh, yes. uh, Let me me repeat. Sorry,
2: sorry. I've got I've got you back now. So you were saying you were saying that the Labour Party were in the 40s.
1: Yeah, yes, indeed. It's not me. It's Yusuf. (laughs) I'm sure it's It's your signal rather than (laughs) mine. Um, Short version is Labour were bound to win, really. Uh, But when you see the actual polls and ballot box votes, that does give the release to the Conservatives. Uh, What's most interesting is the rise of the Reform UK party, which is firmly in third place now. I think that is the big news here because most of those votes are coming off the Conservatives. Uh, What's your view, Siv?
2: The reason I I pose a question, and I'll, I'll put this in briefly before I go, you've got a very, very, very odd choice. So you've got the Labour Party, who a lot of people are not really keen on voting in because they don't really think they're going to change the game that much but you've got a conservative party that been that he'll be there for 40 uh, f for 40 14 years 14 years and uh you know they they, they haven't um, you know in the last little while uh, been all that satisfactory so i guess the only way you can really have a thought in the side is to get in some of these really small parties vote for them in enough numbers so that at least so that at least they can ask a few questions can you do that in the first past the post system
1: uh, very difficult. Uh, Reform UK could ruin the Conservatives' chances, but they're unlikely to win any seats or many seats themselves, half a dozen perhaps. Uh, in fact, you do need to listen. Uh, I'll be touching on this in a couple of hours uh, with um, Elliot Hammer, who is actually a Conservative uh, member uh, and activist and candidate. Uh, well, I'll speak to him a little I'll bit about it. For I'll, keep on an eye on-
2: I'll stay tuned to that while I keep an eye on the scores. Good to talk to you, Leonard. Good to speak to you as
1: well, Siv. Uh, Thanks so much indeed. As I was saying to Siv there, uh, we'll be covering this again a little bit later on today, but in more detail tomorrow. Uh, It's worth listening, because even if you don't live in the United Kingdom, you will find out. Uh, the state the parlor state of the current government's popularity and we'll make some predictions about what's going to happen this year might all not might not all be good for for Britain of course but uh, we're here to speak the truth rather than to speak propaganda uh, let me know your views as well. Uh, we'll get some of those opinions from the chat a uh, little bit later on as well but I want to move on to our first guest today uh, Noel Wilcox is somebody who's campaigning really for justice when it comes to what seems to be a terrible injustice in the British uh, legal system. Uh, it's not something I have been very close to until fairly recently, but now I understand that what Noel's highlighted and what he's trying to correct affects many, many people. Noel, welcome to uh, today's news talk here on the topic show. How are you doing? Lemme, how are you? Not bad at all. Good to speak to you. Good to see you. How are you doing? I'm very well,
3: thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show.
1: Well, I think you've got a story to tell. First of all, let's start with the nature of your campaign. And then after the break, we're going to talk about uh, what you've discovered. So, So what are you campaigning about and why have you decided to campaign on this issue?
3: Um, well, basically, I'm campaigning um, on the failings of the Child Maintenance Service. And it's a discussion that's just not often talked about on in the media. So obviously, I've been pushing the narrative across the media platforms, whether it's social media, mainstream media, to bring a lot of awareness to what's actually going on in the United Kingdom. Um, And highlighted recently in the post office scandal, we actually have similarities relating to that.
1: And uh, how did you find yourself uh, involved in this?
3: Well, I was affected like tens of thousands of parents. I I was affected personally by the child maintenance service calculations, which then began the investigation and the research which has gone on now for a number of years, where I've been actually working with some experts in this field in terms of the law, in terms of how they operate, and I found some very, very alarming statistics and some very alarming facts that have come to light.
1: Uh, you you sell it uh, like what you'd read on the on the back cover of a of a crime novel, <laughs> which I would buy based on what you said. Uh, Your personal experience, therefore, as often is the case with campaigners, has motivated you to be involved in this. I wonder if this means that you have uh, a vested interest and let's get this out of the way first, a vested interest that causes bias in your viewpoint. Don't mean to be insulting. I just want to put that out on the table.
3: Sorry, bias. Sorry, sorry. Can you just repeat
1: the question? Let let me say, let me put it a different way. And it's not because I believe it to necessarily be the case, but I just want to get this out of the way at the beginning of our discussion. Uh, Some might say, well, if you've been affected by this, then your sense of injustice is fueled by how the system has treated you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're right. It simply means that you feel wronged. How would you respond, before we do go into the details, to any accusation that... Actually, you're just banging your own drum, but bringing other people into it. Well, tens of
3: thousands of people are affected by the Child Maintenance Service. And, um, you know, we have evidence dating back years, um, even back to the old Child Support Agency. So just to clarify, the Child Maintenance Service is the predecessor of the old Child Support Agency, how most of your listeners might recognise that term. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, we'll go to a break in a minute, but what I believe you're, you've uncovered is something which those who don't live in the United Kingdom and those who haven't been exposed to this particular issue probably would never have imagined in a million years could happen in a country that tries to pride itself on fair play. Is that an exaggeration?
3: No, it's not an exaggeration at all. Um, the United Kingdom that prides itself on democracy and human rights is failing on every single aspect. Every single aspect, from what I can see, is failure after failure. And this is a systemic problem that has gone on now for three decades.
1: Okay, hold that, that, again, cliffhanger thought. I was speaking to Noel Wilcox, who will explain a tremendous injustice, hard-baked into the British legal system, which tends to disfavour the innocent and tends to favor opportunism. All of that with me on The Lempotopic Show on TNT. See you in a minute. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he
0: did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers what what was, was the duty of the president to do, and then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted the example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that, uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT.
2: While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor creating new visions. Now, my fingers are my eyes. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that means a lot to me. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better.
0: DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways.
2: Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world.
0: Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to
1: DAV.org. Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking
0: oh, yeah. yeah.
1: TNT. Welcome back to the Lambdopic Show. Three hours of news and comments about issues that you might not hear very much about elsewhere because the state doesn't want you to. Uh certainly what we're discussing with Noel Wilcox right now is one of those issues because it creates a multi-million pound embarrassment in the United Kingdom. But more than that, it creates millions of pounds worth of distress and despair and perhaps even suicide uh, on account of the level of injustice that this meets out primarily on men, on some women, too. Uh, Noel's still with us. Uh, Thanks for joining us uh, on TNT. Noel, let's get down to brass tacks here. What is it that you've uncovered which is so bad? Well,
3: Dating back, like I said, to the child support agency, the child support agency was closed down um, by the recommendations of the National Audit Office and a report that was published in, uh, I believe it's 2008 by Sir David Henshaw. And the real alarming thing to me here is that in June 2011, Noel Shanahan, who was the director, of the um, Child Maintenance Service, in the parliamentary oral hearings for the Work and Pensions Committee, he categorically stated on record that there was a legacy of debt of 3.798 billion pounds. Now, this debt had accrued through something called interim maintenance assessments which is in essence what the old child support agency used to do was inflate your income by 300% as a scare tactic to get you to pay.
1: Wait a minute before you go further are you saying that the system was actually including this as an inbuilt negotiation mechanism? Absolutely. Absolutely that is what the evidence would
3: suggest that the system as you just said it was an inbuilt procedure that the CSA had implemented, um, a similar tactic that HMRC use, except what the CM, what the CSA were not doing were making those corrections. So the inflated incomes w- um, would bring that paying parent to the table. So if they wanted you to pay, uh, let's say, £100 a week, they would inflate your income to £300 a week. So when that paying parent would start paying the £100 a week, what they never corrected was that £200 a week in the arrears balance. So over a period of time, that debt grew to £3.798 billion. Okay,
1: once again, just to be clear, because this is big stuff, let's call it £4 billion because it's roughly that, 4,000 million pounds, which is by 8 billion US, uh, sorry, Australian dollars, roughly. Um, So what you're saying is that if I was paying 100 pounds a week maintenance somewhere in the system, it would record that I'm not paying 200 pounds a week maintenance that I should be paying this notional figure. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So to this £200, this £4 billion there is, it's kind of a made up sum. Absolutely. And paying parents would
3: say it's a fictitious amount. So just for your viewers uh, and listeners, sorry, not your uh, your viewers and your listeners, it's a fictitious debt of £4 billion. Pounds. So that debt is not owed.
1: How oh, then do, does this affect, let's say, me, if I'm paying £100 a week across two years? Let's make the figures. If I'm paying £100 a week, but somewhere in some official record that says I should be paying 300 to cut a long story short, that would mean that somewhere in that record, it would say I'm, I'm owing £10,000 a year extra. So after two years, £20,000. How does that affect me? The so you number- could
3: be paying... So you could be making your payments regular as clockwork, and then all of a sudden, you could wake up in the morning, go onto your portal, or receive a letter through the post, telling you that you have thousands of pounds of arrears on your balance, on your, on your, on your arrears
1: balance. And when you say, uh, let's say, I get a letter through the post saying that. Since it's a pretend figure, are they simply telling me for my information? No,
3: they're not telling you for your information. They're telling you that they're going to collect that money.
1: Right. I just really want to underline this because, especially for uh, our international viewership, this might seem completely incomprehensible, and maybe for many in the United Kingdom. Let me bank what you've said. Yeah. I owe £100 I pay, it's worked out, I owe 100 pounds a week for some child I have, I pay 100 pounds a week. But somewhere without them telling me, they are also saying, ah, but uh, OPIC owes another 200 pounds a week, uh, which we've just created. So at the end of a year, 200 times 50, or so is about 10,000. So at this point, I've paid all what I think I'm, I'm I, I owe. And then at the end of the year, I get a bill for 10 grand. And I'm actually genuinely liable for it. You are genuinely liable for that amount of money
3: in your arrears balance. Absolutely. But that also as well, what I would say is, is that those inflated amounts, some paying parents were actually paying those inflated amounts because when the child support agency... Or the child maintenance service gets involved with your in your um, personal matters. A lot of pain parents are petrified to deal with this agency and this department because of the draconian enforcement powers that these people have and the way that you're treated as well. So the the, the important thing here is when it transitioned to the child maintenance service in 2012 as opposed to that 4 billion pound debt being written off at that stage the child maintenance service carried that figure over into the new scheme
1: Does so the that debt make sense? came that yeah that travelled my debt in my example travels from the old scheme to the new scheme so i'm still owing it
3: exactly so in essence let's say for instance that, that debt had, grew, had grown from 1993 to 2012, so when new paying parents on the Child Maintenance Services books are paying what they're supposed to be paying, all of a sudden, they too now are receiving demands for fictitious debts,
1: and these are thousands upon thousands of pounds. Have, have these debts been highlighted at any stage before this letter lands on my door? No, and a so lot of paying care. In my example, then I wouldn't have known about the fictitious two hundred pounds a week. I had no reason, no way of knowing that.
3: You have absolutely no way of knowing that. So you're just getting on with your life. You think what you know that you're paying what you should be, and then all of a sudden. You will be contacted somehow by the child maintenance service. Back then, obviously, it was done in writing, but as um, time has progressed, you know, we have, uh, they've digitalized everything. So they have portals. You would go on your portal and alarmingly, you would go on the portal and you have had thousands of pounds added to your account with no explanation whatsoever. When these fictitious amounts are challenged by the paying parent, the child maintenance service will classify you as non-compliant. And at that stage of non-compliance, that is when their enforcement process will start against you. And it when I say it is draconian and it is harsh and immoral,
1: I am not exaggerating. And so I've been paying what I think are my dues. I get the letter saying I owe thousands more. What happens next? Presumably I can just pay the thousands more, but let's assume I have a, a tiny little issue paying money which I never thought I owed in the first place. What happens next? The CMS will say to you that they're not they're not bound
3: to provide you a breakdown of what where these arrears have come from. Um very often they can't explain where these arrears have come from. And when plain um, parents will contact the agency, the agency will just simply say to them, well, the arrears are on your account, you've
1: got to pay them. Uh, just a quick question from one of our listeners. It's Holly, can I read it to you? Uh, no. Yes. Um, Holly Holly says, and I'm reading it from the uh, TNT Radio.Live chat, so do get involved. Uh, a corrupt system indeed, but why? Surely it was set up to protect children. Does this department take a cut? What's the answer to Holly's? question? That is a fantastic question and thank you very much
3: Holly uh, for coming straight to the point. Yes the department does take a cut so what we have is something which I will come on to later but the department runs two schemes which is direct pay which is where you directly pay the other paying parent without the involvement really of the child maintenance service and then they run another service called collect and pay which is where they will add on, if they have to collect that money, they will add on 20% on top of what you're paying, and they will deduct 4% from the receiving parent. So in total, that case is worth, to the state, 24% of that paying parent's wages. So,
1: wait a minute, that means on top of all the tax that you pay in the United Kingdom, and we're one of the highest tax countries in the world. Now, if you fall foul of this system, you're paying an extra roughly 25% on money that you've already paid tax on. Do you want to know
3: the alarming thing? It comes off of your gross as well. So it's your gross, it's your gross income. is It's not
1: net, it's gross. This is insane. This is insane. Absolutely right. insane. Yeah, um, let, Let's uh, one other comment. Let me read this to you and then we'll carry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got to generate a, a lot of debate. I'm in the system, say, this is Warren, uh, says I'm in the system 17 years and I've seen fictitious arrears, not using evidence given and ignoring HMRC laws. Uh, the CMS needs investigating. There's somebody who's, Warren's been in the first, uh, in the front line there. Uh, And Carol uh, says, I'm interested to hear what Noel talks about. I've been on the receiving end of the Child Maintenance Service who demanded nearly £12,000, which they claimed I owed from 25 years earlier. In a letter to my Member of Parliament, they stated that they couldn't prove that I owed anything, as they destroyed the records and had my evidence that I paid in full. But they had told me that I owed it and they were going to take it from my bank account, whether I liked it or not uh she so goes on into quite a lot of detail about uh, uh it goes against the basis of UK law innocent until proven guilty uh you've opened a hornet's nest of rage here uh no so so all these people uh clearly in the same situation people saying unbelievable and and absolutely outrageous says Louise so we've got a situation here where that these individuals being chased, just as you say, here's the, the documentary proof Here's the witness statements from our TNT listeners and viewers that what you're saying is correct. And what you're saying <laughs> no, is that these people are being pursued by the state for the money on gross on the gross salary, not your net salary, not your take home pay. And then they slap about a quarter on top in what amounts to tax. That's exactly what I am saying. And
3: this is such an issue that I'm sure that even when this conversation is finished, that TNT TNT will be inundated with testimonies and witness statements to exactly what I'm talking about. And thankfully, what I've just been speaking about has been totally backed up by individual personal circumstances that where where paying parents have been affected by these calculations, uh, and just me, where? Just where uh, just, sorry, um, what what was your last um, caller's name? What was her name? Jennifer, was it?
1: Uh, the The longer the longer commentary comes from Carol, uh, who's been pursued uh, for 25 years, uh, something from 25 years ago. When they said to her that they destroyed the records but they still said she owed them the money then there's holly and Warren. never mind keep keep going to say, say the point you're going to make
3: okay yeah so carol there alluded to the fact that they they said that they were basically going to raid her bank account uh, yes, the cms yes. have full powers the child maintenance service have full powers to go into your bank account and take any unproven amount of money out of your bank account without a court order there's no court. Without order a court order. They
1: can they literally can just go and do court, it.
3: They can literally just go and do it. They've been given the powers by the state to go into your bank account, and it's called a lump sums deductions order. Now, I have read many cases of where this has happened. Where it actually looks like the state have been monitoring bank accounts. So when properties have been sold, they have come in and take it, taken taken. Uh, vast sums of money, we're talking £20,000, in some
1: cases £26,000. This sounds like a kind of state-sponsored fraud, especially if if the person who's been ripped off didn't even know that they had this secret accruing debt made up by some algorithm in a state-sponsored office.
3: Well, I've I've said this and I've been very, very vocal about this, that the post office scandal was the warm up for what's going on with paying parents who are absolutely destitute with the child maintenance service in their life. And the way that these people are being treated is absolutely disgusting. It's disgraceful and it's absolutely
1: immoral. And just before we go further, you may not have an answer to this. The uh, TNT chat's going crazy, going wild here. Is there somewhere people can share their testimonials with you?
3: So there has been a website that has been developed by those who have been affected by the child maintenance service and some of these cases have resulted in tragic circumstances. So there is a website called www.cmswatch.org and we would encourage parents who are facing these difficulties to fill out the survey because the data is actually demonstrating some very, very, very serious concerns.
1: That's www.cmswatch.org. that's what you said
3: yes that's correct so I would encourage all all paying parents who are facing these problems to go and fill out those surveys because the data that's been collected is absolutely integral to to what
1: to to what it is that we're actually uncovering I knew the situation was bad but now I hear you talking about it here on TNT, I had no idea how bad it is. Uh, after the break, Noel, I want you to give an estimate of how many people you think might be uh, affected by this and what the remedy is as well. And as you say, those regular viewers in the United Kingdom of television and, and TNT know the absolute disgrace of the post office scandal, where people were found guilty of crimes they did not commit. This could be orders of magnitude bigger because most of us don't work for the post office, but many people have have children. Hold that thought We're listening to Noel Wilcox, who is essentially, and I would say, pretty much as an exclusive here on TNT, revealing the next great scandal in state-sponsored fraud against its citizens. Don't go anywhere. This is The Limpetopic Show on TNT. I'll see you in a few minutes
0: with his expert analysis and opinion.
1: This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Joe Biden
0: is fortunate that Pinocchio is a children's story and not reality, for if it were, his nose would be so long it would stretch not to the moon, not to Mars, not even to Jupiter, but to Pluto and back. Joe's been an inveterate liar his entire life. He lies as though lies were the very oxygen he needs to survive and now he's told the biggest lie of all that until November Americans will know that the border is open because of Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends no Joe the border is open because the people that are running you want a permanent Democrat governing majority and they think that this is the way to get it it's not we're going to put an end to all of this and as the president promised we're going to see the most amazing and massive deportation effort in American history. We want immigration, but you gotta come here legally. If you're here illegally, there's the door, and out the door you go. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's news talk, TNT. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve, healing, nurturing, Rescuing, protecting, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance.
1: lembut on today's news talk tnt radio uh welcome back to the lembut show here on today's news talk get involved in the chat and the chat has gone electric on the subject we're discussing which is what amounts to extortion state-sponsored extortion uh, from parents who didn't even know that they owed a notional amount of money uh with me still Noel Wilcox. let me uh, read some of the messages which have been prompted by Noel's very erudite exposition of the problem that we're discussing here. Uh, I'll just go through these quickly. Uh, sorry, I won't be able to get through all of them, but the number of messages and the number of you involved in the chat now indicates that this is an absolute live seam of rage in the United Kingdom and beyond also. I'll just go through some of them. Apologies if I don't get to yours. Uh, uh, Louise says... Uh, Absolutely outrageous. I hope something gets done about this organisation. Thanks for that. Uh, Holly's thanking you for the enlightenment there. More theft, she says. Blodder says, of course, it's not actually owed, so the recovered money will amount to extortion and go straight into the coffers. Uh, Carol wants me to point out that she's speaking on behalf of Colin Edmondson. Uh, Thank you, I'll make that clear now. Uh, The mafia could learn from these techniques, suggests Skippy. Uh, Thanks for that. Uh, Blodders says ITV need to make a documentary clearly, otherwise nothing will be done. Uh, The reason Blodders says that is because possibly the post office scandal I alluded to earlier would have continued, or at least not been resolved, if uh Rachel television station hadn't done something about it here in the UK, well, maybe TNT, maybe the day's news talk will have to take this one on and I'm sure it will affect even more people. Uh, a couple more, just a bloke who, likes, who asks questions says, I'd love to have the power to inform HMRC, that's a tax office in the UK, that I had paid HMRC but have no records of payment and that claim is accepted by HMRC. Complete double standards, always, always in the government's favour. And one more, uh, which is from Warren, I was told by a CMS caseworker, CMS being the enforcement group in what we're discussing here. I was told by a CMS caseworker that there's currently 1.5 million open CMS uh, cases, um, and 66, 665,000 NRP parents, fictitious arrears means it would be 500 pounds alone, that's 332 million pounds. I've currently got a bill of 65,000 pounds and have the evidence to prove they're wrong, waiting for a tribunal which takes up to two or more years. Uh, Many more comments here. Hemingway says, has this gentleman ever spoken about this fraud on mainstream television? Let's use that to go back to Noel. Noel, have you had the space to go onto any of the legacy stations or does it fall on uh, today's news talk to fly this flag?
3: Um, so GB News have covered the uh, have started covering some of the testimonies of paying parents of um, parents that have been significantly uh, affected by this. And one of the one of the main things that GB News has kind of like focused on is a liability order. So a liability order is an order that's made to the magistrate's court to say that you owe that money. Now, I'm going to shock you and I'm going to shock every single person that is listening here. So what the Child Child Maintenance Service are enforcing is the Child Support Act 1991. Section 33, subsection 4 of that act precludes the magistrates and the sheriffs from checking the calculations of the Child Maintenance Service. A court is not allowed to check the calculations that have been put forwards. So in essence, these liability orders that the courts are saying that you owe that
1: money is rubber stamped at any amount of money. So just so that I am not misunderstanding this, you're telling me that what they say is accepted as the gospel truth. And
3: it cannot be challenged. Absolutely. It cannot be challenged in court. So they have no evidence to say that you owe that money. You have all the evidence to say that you don't owe that money. And that evidence will not be looked at. The child maintenance service barristers that they deploy in court will categorically state to the judge that they're not allowed to look at the calculations. Their hands are tight. The, the tribunals have no jurisdiction, so you can appeal your calculations. But the tribunals have no jurisdiction over arrears,
1: which basically means that once you're caught in the system, there's no way out. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You mentioned suicide you have earlier no on. Recourse, you have no recourse to justice whatsoever you mentioned suicide earlier on let's grasp that nettle tell me what you've learned
3: okay so there was a report done a study done by uh mr brian hudson and he concluded that the mortality rate amongst paying parents with arrears was 14 times higher than the national average 14 times higher He further concluded that there was 1,013 pain parents with arrears that were no longer alive.
1: So you're 14 times more likely to die through suicide if you're caught in this financial trap than if you're not. Absolutely.
3: So he like I say, he also concluded that a thousand, roughly a thousand pain parents a year are no longer alive the CMS are refusing to release the data of the death certificates they will not release the death certificates um for for, uh, so that those death certificates can be checked to see what the actual cause of death was on their death certificate
1: I imagine that while other stations might touch on this it'll fall on TNT to campaign on it uh no I'm personally feeling a sense of emotional investment in the injustice here. Uh, and I think that we might want to find champions in Parliament, in the United Kingdom Parliament, to force this issue. Have you tried that already? Have you got any champions in Parliament who have asked these questions, submitted parliamentary questions and the like?
3: There's um, There's been reports that have been personally handed into 10 Downing Street um, MPs, the Cabinet Office, have been absolutely hounded by paying parents to absolutely no avail. All these paying parents are coming to me and saying that they've just been ignored. Nobody is listening to them. The National Audit Office, who is the regulatory body here in the United Kingdom, that audits the Child Maintenance Services accounts, has not given them a Certificate of Efficiency since 2012. All that information goes to the Treasury, goes to the Treasury Office. So that goes to the Chancellor and all of the ministers and the civil servants in the Treasury.
1: So when you're saying the National Audit Office hasn't essentially approved their accounts, in lay terms, that means that the National Audit Office says that these accounts aren't, aren't reliable, aren't right.
3: Exactly, they're not right, it, it, that's exactly what you're, um, what we're saying. So they're also saying the way that they've been prepared have not been in line with the
1: Treasury Act either. So in essence, okay. what they're saying
3: is, is that these accounts are completely false.
1: A recurring theme in the chat, and I've had a quick scan of it again, that's what I'm doing when I'm looking down, uh, is this question of vested interest. Who stands to gain? from what amounts to state-sponsored fraud? Is it individuals? Do some of them get bonuses? That's one of the questions that that viewers are asking.
3: Yes, it is target-motivated. If you go on Glassdoor, you can see a lot of uh, CMS employees that have left the organisation because of the pressures that were put on them over arrears, over targets, etc. It's all there for your viewers to see. Everything that I have spoken about is factual evidence. It's all out there. If any of your kind of listeners or viewers want to know any more, then I suggest that they follow me on my socials, which is Noel Wilcox Reform UK. Um, If they follow me on on the socials, they can see all the links of all the stuff that I've been speaking about, um, which has all been uploaded onto parliamentary TV.
1: Uh, Just so that we get the destination correct there it's no wilcox reform uk, UK on instagram it? and facebook okay just say because it again in your words so i don't and- cause any confusion just say it exactly so that listeners and viewers can hear it again just say the the, the uh the, the handle so it's
3: no wilcox so it's w-i-l-l-c-o-x reform
1: uk that's on um, I instagram
3: take- on facebook
1: I take it that's because you are working with Reform UK, which seems to be doing quite well, actually, perhaps partly because it is blowing the whistle on some of this uh, well, nefarious activity, as far as I can see by the
3: state. Lembit, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's what's proving to the public that we're different from the other parties, because we are actually talking about things that politicians are refusing to talk about, because it's unpopular.
1: Uh, as an aside, I note with interest how, although we don't select our guests this way, how many of the whistleblowers and those who speak out against the establishment are actually supporting Reform UK. Uh, could it be that what we're seeing here is another example of the the rottenness of the British state where you have a collusion between the Conservative and Labour, the Uni Party, if you like, uh, who would rather just sweep this under the carpet than then focus on issues which must be affecting hundreds of thousands or perhaps millions of people?
3: Well, all of these issues that I've discussed today, I mean, this has been a cross-party. I mean, ultimately, when this scandal fully breaks in the media, and I have no doubt that it will, because it's a scandal of absolutely epic proportions, um, the Conservatives are going to take the fall for this. But also Labour are, are equally as responsible. You know, I do know of paying parents that contacted Keir Starmer when Keir Starmer was the head of Crown Prosecutions, and he's ignored this the same way that he ignored the grooming gangs in Rotherham. Yet people are voting to put this man in 10 Downing Street. That is insanity.
1: Well, given that at least one of our uh, contributors in the TNT chat cites issues going back 25 years, that was long before the Conservatives got elected, uh, right at the heart of the Labour government. So presumably Labour had the chance to fix it and they didn't.
3: Exactly. And it was when the Henshaw report was published that was under a Labour government. It was actually a Labour government that commissioned Sir David Henshaw. And he he was quite vocal in what he had said. And he said that the state should not be getting
1: involved in personal matters. But they ignored that anyway.
3: They ignored that. They they ignored a lot of a lot of his recommendations were just pretty much ignored. So what was the point in, in in appointing somebody of his caliber? I've no idea.
1: Looking ahead, then obviously you've got politically active in in reform. So I suppose your ideal circumstance would be perhaps to get elected to to parliament and and champion it there as uh, as an active uh, serving politician. What else? needs to be done to expose this and I'm sure I myself here at today's uh news talk and others will, will help with this what else needs to happen
3: well like I say the mainstream media need need to pick this up I firmly believe that there needs to be an independent criminal investigation into the operations of the child maintenance service also the affiliated subcontractors that are involved which is Circo. G4S, so Serco, had the enforcement contract right up until 2018. By their own admission, they had collected a billion pounds.
1: And they got a cut out of that, so they had a vested interest as well, of course. Well, their
3: contract was renewed in 2016, 2018, and I believe that the value of that contract was nearly 50 million pounds as well. So for a two-year contract it was yeah the figure was near about 50 million pounds g4s are also involved in this and tartar uh
1: well nearly out of time here but only at the beginning of the debate really uh, once again Noel. Uh, first of all thank you for for being so candid and for lifting the lid on a scandal which is orders of magnitude worse than the post office scandal uh, which has already caused resignations Tell us again where individuals who are affected can get involved in this campaign and contact you as well. So my personal, sorry, not
3: my personal. So my socials is Noel Wilcox Reform UK. That is on Facebook and Instagram. And anybody who is suffering at the hands of the Child Maintenance Service, I would encourage them to go to www. Sorry, www cmswatch.org.
1: No, thanks for joining us, uh, and I'll get in touch with you directly. This is not a campaign I can sit by and watch as an observer. Very much appreciate you coming here, and we'll get an update from you in a few weeks' time. Let's make this a general election issue for the old parties, and let's make sure that no politician can ignore the fact that necessarily they will have individuals in their constituencies who have been affected by this. I keep the chat and commentary going. I'll get as many of your comments out as I can. Coming up next, we're staying with the cynicism of the state by talking about the case of Julian Assange, a whistleblower, who's been living in incarceration. What for? The crime of perhaps telling the truth. We've got a lawyer coming on explaining what all that's about. Don't go anywhere. This is The Lempotopic Show on today's news talk. See you in a few minutes.